It's December 18th, the last day before break. School gets out at 3.30 and it's 3 o'clock. You're on your planning period and you are trying to get ahead of your grading. So you sit down, you lock your door, you turn off your lights, and you start grading essays. Midway through, you stop to grab your gradebook and to input the grades when you realize your gradebook isn't on your desk. You look around. It's not underneath your day planner. It's not underneath your desk. It's not in your file cabinet. It's not even in your teacher bag that you always carry with you. You start to get nervous. You go next door to your coworker to see if they, to ask them, have they seen you with your bag? They haven't seen it with you all day. You call home, nobody answers. By now, it's 3.15. School gets out at 15 minutes. You sit back, oh my God, and you think, oh my God, what happens if I can't find my grade book? What will I do? (sighs) You look on your desk again, and you see all those papers you still have to grade. And in addition to the papers, you have tons of formative assessments that you have to put into the grade book. What are you going to do? By this time, it's 3.30, the bell has rung, and you can't, don't, you've torn your room up looking for your grade book, and you can't find it. You decide that you're just going to go home, and you're going to grade everything, and you're going to put it in the computer, and you're going to worry about it later. Welcome back to the Educator's Room Podcast, a place for educators everywhere, regardless of grade level or content area. Put down your grade books and grab a glass of wine and learn with our host, Francesca. Hello, guys. It's December 25th, 2015, and it's Christmas Day, and Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening, everybody who's at home, enjoying family. Um, Over here at TR, we've been kind of quiet. We have taken the break, but there's a couple of podcasts that I want to get out, push out to you guys before the end of the year, so I decided to go ahead and record tonight while I had a little bit of free time. So I was in my room doing a couple of house cleaning things when I thought about the scenario that you guys heard at the intro. That was probably my fifth year teaching and I had lost my grade book. And not just lost in a little bit, but like totally never found it again. I remember it so vividly. It was the end of the semester. I was trying to get grades in. And while I was grading, you know how you kind of sometimes get that thought in your brain like, hey, I haven't seen my grade book today. And when you start looking, you realize, oh, I really haven't seen my grade book today. Well, that's the predicament that I was in. And that has kind of inspired me for the podcast tonight. Um, A couple of years ago, this was year five and I taught for 15 years. So 10 years ago, um, this incident with me losing my grade book kind of propelled me to be a little bit more organized in how I stored my things, where I put my things at, making sure that I always checked to make sure I had it before I left somewhere. Um, and when I say it, I mean grade book. But tonight we're going to talk about organization in a, as a whole for a teacher. One of the things that I have started to do every year is I have kind of researched the type of planner that I wanted to use for the upcoming year. And I know a lot of people are laughing and say, what do you mean kind of planner? Like there's only one kind of planner. It has dates and it has lines for you to write on. But if you've noticed in the last couple of years, there has been a boom in 
organization methods, binder organization methods, and what's available for people to use, especially teachers. Now, I'll be the first to say that I am the teacher that you will see with 20 million papers in my hand, um, all kinds of things in my teacher bag, all kind of papers to grade, pens, candy, um, bottled water. But one of the things that I've tried to push myself to be is a little bit more organized in how I do things and what I allow myself, how unorganized I allow myself to be before I kind of rein it in. So one of the first things that I do every day is that I have a teacher bag, which we all do. I have a teacher bag. And in my teacher bag, um, if you had looked at it about 10 years ago, it literally had everything from my master's work to my schoolwork I had to grade to appointments for my son. Um, but I kind of veered from, from that for organizational purposes. And I have a dedicated bag for teaching. So in that dedicated bag for teaching, when I was in the classroom, I literally carried my grade book. A paper copy of it, um, any papers that I needed graded, and anything dealing with teaching. So it's only for teaching. So this was not my purse. This was just for teaching. And um, over 15 years, I got quite anal about um, what how the bag looked. I wanted to make sure that any papers that I had in my bag were completely organized. Um, they were paper clipped. They were labeled by class period. Um, I even got so anal sometimes that I made a checklist of all the students who I had graded and had used like kind of an Excel sheet with a lot of little grids and I had to put their grades in so I wouldn't have to go through them to input the grade on the grade book. Um, but I was just very, very particular about how my bag looked. I didn't want it to be really big so that it would, you know, hinder me in any way. But I got it that it was small enough. And it was usually like a little gap bag. Um, but it was small enough for me to keep my papers and my grade book. And let me say this. I know most grade books now are completely digital. But for me... Um, Having a grade book kept me organized because as I graded, I was able to put in my grades and hence I was able to put them into the computer and just be more organized and more timely how I gave grades out. Um, the second point that I always used to do um, as a teacher and even now um, not being in the classroom is that I have a daily planner that I use without fail. I put everything in it from school appointments to meetings to doctor's visits to reminders to goal checklists. I have a planner. And um, this past year, I kind of got hooked on Erin Condren's planners. Um, shout out to her. She is a super solo entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, who has some really cool day planners that um, I'm kind of hooked. I love them. They're probably, they're not 8 by 11. They're a little bit smaller, so they fit into your purse or your bag. Um, what I liked about them was that they're super personable and personalized. And um, they're super cute. So I really like that. And it, may, it motivated me to want to put everything that I did into it. Um, and what I do with that is basically every day when I have an appointment come up, come, um, come up, I put it in my planner. Um, I also put it in my phone. So I get a phone reminder. And every morning I kind of start with my planner about what are my goals for the day. And I kind of work through that. Um, and that has helped me be accountable. I can remember times when I would have a parent-teacher conference scheduled, and I also was expected to be in a department meeting or to do some type of training. And instead of me being flustered and being um, 
upset that I missed an appointment, my planner has allowed me to be more accountable to myself. So I'm super, super um, a fan of that. And I will say that Erin Cundren is kind of expensive. I paid maybe around $50 for a planner. Um, however, if you're on a budget, Target, Walmart, you can get a simple planner for under $5, under $10. Target has some really, really cute sugar planners um, that i picked one up to use for this upcoming year. I'm debating if I'm going to actually use it. I'm thinking about using a happy planner, um, but you can find a planner for any um, budget that you have. A super, um, a trick that I found is that if you go to TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and you go to their stationary aisle, many times you'll find really nice planners for really, really cheap. So think about that as you're looking, but a planner has totally allowed me to be more organized, especially in my new job as I support literacy coaches throughout my district. My planner allows me to plan ahead. It allows me to stay focused and allows me to account what I've done for each day. Um, and my planner, my, my paper planner does not replace, you know, me putting my dates into my phone or into my work email calendar. Um, but it does give me, I, I'm a paper and pen person. So I kind of need that. Um, point number three for being organized is that I have really been um, a fan of meditating um, kind of mindfulness in the mornings. My day is kind of hectic, just like any teacher. Um, I have four kids. I have a husband. I have a house. I have, you know, a lot of responsibilities. One of the things that I try to do, um, I've tried to be really good about is in the morning waking up, like I literally go and sit in my walk-in closet and I literally cut off the lights and I literally just meditate for about five minutes. And I just need to clear my head because this is the alternative if I don't. I wake up, I'm already 30 minutes behind, I'm getting the kids ready, I'm jumping in the shower, I'm yelling at them for not getting ready quick enough, I'm fixing them a breakfast, we're flying out the door, I forgot something, I have to come back. So, hence, Every morning I try to wake up and I try to be very mindful of what I do. And I think as teachers, this is important because we are responsible for other people's children. So a lot of times once we hit the school building at eight o'clock, we're going until about one o'clock and we'll look up and be like, oh my God, the days went by. So it's really important for us to kind of focus our thoughts for the day. And I say that because in the spring semester that's going to start up, you're going to start with not only the kids you had last semester, but you're going to start with new kids who've transferred in. So it's really important for you to kind of plan your day, think about your day, and be purposeful in your day. And for a lot of people, this sounds like a bunch of BS, excuse my French, but I promise you it has helped me. Um, I'm going to give you an example. With my new job, I do a lot of driving around the schools. And being in that position, you can get flustered going into a school and you plan to do A and instead you do B, C, and D. So one of the things that I've tried to do in the morning is not only meditate, but also at night, I make sure that I have everything ready. Things are loaded into my car. I have breakfast on the crock pot. Um, so when we get up in the morning, there's no cooking. We take showers at night. But I try to minimize the stress that I feel in the morning. Um, I even go as far as as I'm taking the kids to school, I turn off the radio and I kind of just talk to them. You know, we're in this day and age of social media where we prefer to text or we prefer, you know, we don't prefer face to face. But for my kids, I, we talk in the morning when I on the way to school. And when I drop off the last child, I usually turn on a podcast, um, something super motivational. Um, 
I like my leak taught you um, as for female entrepreneurs, but just any cereal. I listen to cereal in the morning because sometimes I just need that, that I don't know what it's called. If it's called academic talk. I need that type of adult talk after talking to my kids. So I can kind of focus and know what I'm going to do. So I'm very, very mindful of that, which kind of brings me into point four with organization is being okay if things get out of the way. Um, as a teacher, I have been known to be very type A. So I very much want things to go how I want them to go. I want this border on my bulletin board. I want this to go this way. I need all fours when I'm evaluated. And sometimes it just doesn't go that way. And many times I've had to let go of that pressure of trying to be perfect. I know somebody out there understands what I'm saying. I have literally been times where I have felt like I am going to go overboard because I'm trying to make sure I keep everything in line and I get so uptight and I get so frustrated when things don't go that way that I get stressed out. So instead, um, and this has like been within the last two years, I've had to realize that, you know, everything doesn't happen the way you want it. You know, I might want uh, the educator's room to do one thing. I might want us to interview this one person and it doesn't work out. And so now I have to go and do something else. My point is, is that it's been very, very important for me to make sure that I am mindful that I'm human um, and that I make mistakes and that everything will not go the way I want it to go. I remember being an instructional coach and having to have a conversation with a teacher who was upset because she got a low rating on her um, evaluation, her walkthrough. And I remember sitting down with her and she was in literal tears. I mean, she was just crying and she was so upset and she just, you know, was just so upset that she um, got all ones and twos and she had had a bad morning and she had some family things going on. And I remember telling her that, you know, we're human. It's okay for us not to be on every single day. And when I say that, I mean, as teachers, you won't have a level five lesson every single day for every single period, but that's okay. And I told, had to tell her, you know, it's about growth. So I think as teachers, we have to get out of this mindset of, I have to be right. I have to do everything exactly the way it's supposed to be done because it sets us up for failure and it will cause us to manifest other issues in our life, lives. Um, for example, we've had two of our, two people that work closely with TR hospitalized for stress. And a lot of their stress comes from them wanting to be perfect, them trying to do too much, and quite honestly, them taking on the role of parent in a lot of situations at school um, for their kids. And I had to tell both of these people, um, these writers, these teachers, that it's okay to just be accountable for you and yours. And, you know, that it's such a burden when we kind of say, you know, today I cannot take on all the problems of the world. I can only focus on me. I can still be compassionate. I can still be a teacher and I can still teach and I can still love my kids. But sometimes I have to say, whoa, I can't take this problem on right now. I just have too much going on. Um, 2006 is right around the corner. We have about six days left. And I want us to really get into the thought of... Um, Thank gratitude, um, mindfulness, and just know that we want to end the year better than we started the year. So it's important for us to kind of assess where we are. You know, think back. Have you been organized? Are there things you could do differently? Um, and shoot us a line. Leave a comment after this podcast, and we'll be sure to answer it. And we'll see you next time. Have a great day.